With all due respect, and remember, I'm saying with all due respect. Show me the money. Money won. It's a lot sweeter than money earned. They were so convincing in their argument. They swung me. In a world full of bad advice and backdoor covers, there exists only one podcast to find you an edge. I'm Marco Ochoa, joined as always by my co-host Devin Duba, and welcome to The Call Stands. Welcome back to The Call Stands, Season 4, Episode 1. So excited to be back on the air. I cannot contain my excitement. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Well, you probably can't hear it because you normally hear Marco's voice at this point in the show and then asking me, how am I doing? This year is going to be a little different. Uh, Marco is going to take a small hiatus, do some things in his life that are keeping him quite busy. So hopefully uh, he can be a guest on his own show, you know, join us via the telephone or even uh, record a nightly show once. But uh, as of right now, it's the Devin Duva at the call stands, riding solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. Hopefully I can get a good soundboard so I can quickly insert those noise effects because another thing I'll be trying this year is pretty much an unedited show. I'm going to sit here on the mic and talk to you guys out there and uh, talk to you about the headlines, talk to you about the upcoming games. You're going to hear me make mistakes. You're going to hear my chair squeak and all that kind of stuff. So something new. I can't say unscripted because I kind of have a little script to follow, but definitely not word for word, just some notes that uh, you and I can talk about in the upcoming episode, upcoming weeks, the season. Uh, feel free to email me at thecallstands at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter at the call stands 15 not really on uh, facebook or instagram but maybe my old self will get into those i'm not so sure so where should we kick it off uh like i said i'm riding solo so i know it's thursday technically week one which is pretty awesome there was a slate of games on tv i missed most of them because uh I'm quite busy in my own life, but I did feel bad. I wanted to continue on with the call stands. I have, I wanted to have this show out earlier in the week, but uh, I got two kids in the teenage years playing multiple sports, and I'm coaching them as well, so you can understand if I'm a little bit busy. But it is currently Thursday night, 11 p.m. I'm even starting too late. I wanted to get this on the road at 9 p.m., but uh, hey... Life gets in the way sometimes, but here I am. We're recording. You'll be able to listen to this on the drive to work Friday morning. And my goal this season is maybe record on a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday. I guess there's a pros and cons for both. You can get better numbers in the earlier of the week, but you can get better stories as the week progresses. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so... I've had no formal training in the solo environment. I know I covered for Marco a few times over the past seasons. So let's see how I can do with uh, talking to you guys. And please uh, email me, call me. I guess you can't call me because I'm not gonna about to give out my phone number on the air. But hey, yeah, email me. Give me some questions. Tell me I suck. Tell me how I can do better. That's how everyone uh, gains in life. So let's see. Week zero, we had two games. Uh, Arizona-Hawaii. 
Hey, Florida, Miami. I guess Florida, Miami. I'll get to that in a second. But Arizona, Hawaii. Oh, my Lord. Um, so, yeah, I was telling people earlier that Sumlin is a terrible coach. And I don't know why people think he's a good coach. Uh, I could have probably coached Texas A&M having Johnny Manziel. But uh, you go to Arizona and you have that brand new quarterback. I know he was hurt a lot last year, but he's uh, full health this year and you still can't win. Do you realize Hawaii turned the ball over six times? Six times and you still lose by seven points? Oh my gosh. If those DBs can't co cover the Hawaii receivers, what are they going to do in the Pac-12? Uh, fun game to watch if you had the over. Uh, if you like defense, that was not your style. But uh, yeah, not a good look for the Pac-12. Not a good look for Sumlin. I think I called that. Uh, I did not put it officially on the website, but I was talking to some buddies who think someone's a good coach. I don't, and I think he proved it. The question is, is there a quarterback controversy in Hawaii? I forgot to look that up prior to the show, so I won't waste your time looking that up now. But uh, McDonald was pulled in the, uh, what, third quarter? They brought in the redshirt freshman who uh, ignited the team again. They went on to win that game. So fun game to watch. Hawaii will be great at home. They will probably still stink on the road like they have in years past. So, yeah, you'll hear me drink some water. You'll hear me uh, take a little breaths and things like that. So just bear with me as I practice and enjoy the show. Hopefully I can throw some jokes in, uh, in there and as well. Not sure how much social commentary I'll get into. Uh, this is a weird world we live in, and sometimes when you express your opinion, people get overly sensitive. But ha! It's my show, so if I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shoot, I can't think of the word. Uh, hurt your feelings? How about that? Too bad. Uh, send me an email, hit me up on Twitter, and tell me why, and we can talk about it like grown adults. Uh, the other game in week zero, Florida-Miami. Oh, my Lord. I didn't get to watch a lot of it, but <laughs> if it was anything like the fourth quarter, I'm glad I didn't because that was a... Um, a poop show. Yeah, I'm going to try not to cuss a lot on this show, but if I use uh, little kid words, deal with it. Um, that sucked. That was awful. I mean, um, I guess it got great ratings, but of course it did. Uh, people want to gamble on football. Uh, if you gamble on baseball, you're just literally a degenerate gambler. If you gamble on football, you're most like most Americans, and you just love the sport, and you want to make some money. But uh, yeah, terrible game. And, yeah, I think it got great ratings because people – the over-under was in jeopardy. The uh, Florida cover was in jeopardy, even though Miami covered, but you know what I'm talking about. So what else? Uh, Felipe Franks, uh, let's try to be a leader, buddy. You don't be the complete a-hole that you showed yourself to be during the game. Um, let's turn that around. You're supposed to be a leader. And, oh, my Lord, Miami's culture is still, like, the worst culture in football. So that will be fun to watch. See if that new head coach can uh, turn that around. The culture's so bad. So what? The uh, you got the DB flipping off. Franks as he's lying on the ground. They got a personal foul. Unsportsmanlike conduct call for that. And then I hear later on that the uh, Florida band director gets attacked by somebody from the Miami crowd, which led uh, Mr. Feinbaum, who I'm not really a fan of. So it's kind of funny that I actually agree with him in this. Uh, decided to call. Miami uh, third world country uh, to hurt their feelings. I think he used the wrong terminology because that term isn't really used anymore, which just proves maybe he's a little too old 
for it to be in the sport. And then I might have to look in the mirror if I'm talking about age, right? But ha, ha, ha. Anyway. So then uh, Mr. Lebatard, uh, it's right in his name. Yeah, Mr. Lebatard uh, gets his feelings hurt and calls out Feinbaum for calling his beloved Miami a third world country. Um, what happened to Sticks and Stones? Really? I mean, so Feinbaum pops off and then uh, Lebatard is so hurt by it that he has to go then pop off again. And I, I feel like Lebatard has gone from journalist to uh, social commentator. He made some comments about ESPN not allowing Trump or anti-Trump talk and blah, blah, blah. And it's just kind of getting ridiculous. I mean, I think the majority of Americans when they watch sports just want to watch sports. I mean, that's how we tune out. That's usually how we get along. Uh, we keep the politics somewhere else because usually we don't get along when we talk politics. So, uh, Levitard, you know, next time Feinbaum pops off, why don't you just uh, be quiet and not let it hurt your feelings? And then it's a non-story, right? Um, but it seems like Levitard is uh, shifting towards the political arena and away from the sports arena. So I just wanted to uh, get that on record. Some of the things like I'll, I'll do in uh, future podcasts, you know, I'll just make some comments on headlines because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really want to be a Fox enthusiast and get away from ESPN. And what does Fox do? Uh, they go and head, hire like one of the hu worst human beings on the planet. Really? Urban Meyer? We're going to have him in the studio and who came up with that name? Big Noon. Big Noon Game Day. That's, oh, jeez. So, some marketing agency said that would be the uh, a good name for a show. I think it failed epically. So, oh, well, what are we going to do? Be very interesting to see the dynamic between the old ball coach, Urban Meyer, and then you got, what, Reggie Bush and Matt Leinhardt in there. I think Brady Quinn, and I think he was coaching against these guys when they were playing. So, this... Ought to be very interesting, and I thought uh, Urban Meyer already gaffed when he won't even say the word Michigan. It's like, dude, you're now a sports analyst. You need to be, I uh, can't even think of the word, you need to be um, unbiased, unbiased. And he's very biased towards Michigan, so this will be interesting when he's uh, breaking down Michigan games, especially when Michigan plays Ohio State. And yeah, it would have been nice for Michigan to beat Ohio State when Urban Meyer was the coach, but it seems that uh, this might be our year since Urban has stepped away. So it's kind of funny, right? Urban Meyer has to step away because of health issues. He's on one knee, his brain hurts, and he can't coach. But he can now teach a class at Ohio State, hop on a plane Friday night, fly out to L.A., do a sports analyst show all day Saturday, fly back to teach class for Monday. And that's going to be okay for his health. Okay. We'll see how that works. Uh, hit me up if you totally disagree. But I don't like the man. So, yeah, call me biased. But it's my show, so I get to be. So here we are. Uh, me, Rant and Raven, talking to you guys. I hope I made you laugh or you're spitting at me. Either one uh, keeps you involved. Let's move on to week one. Week one, uh, like I said, it's Thursday night. Games are have been played. Currently, literally right now, uh, BYU and Utah is in a lightning delay. And kind of funny, the under looked like it was going to be an easy play. But now uh, lots of scoring in the fourth quarter. So the under is in jeopardy. Currently the score is 30-12. to 12. We will 
see what happens. I don't think it will return by the time I finish recording. Uh, a lot of crappy games. There was a big one on the ticket. Uh, UCLA went out to uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> so the Pac-12 is now 0 for 2. Uh, UCLA has started right where they, or yeah, right where they ended. Um, only scoring 14 points. So should be interesting. I know Cincinnati's a good team. They're probably picked to win the American, but I don't know. Chip Kelly, uh, this is year two. You got to get these guys moving. Uh, excuse me. So the one I'm curious about is uh, Minnesota struggled against South Dakota State, only winning 28-21. A lot of high hopes uh, with P.J. Fleck there rowing the boat in Minnesota. I believe it's his third year, right? So we got to get that boat rowing a lot harder, Mr. Fleck, or else uh, I will hop off that boat soon enough. I uh, hope you've checked the website prior because the call stands is already 2-0. and oh. uh, They are documented. I'm not making this up. I had the Clemson over 61 and a half. I realized you could have gotten a better number earlier in the week, but since I made that pick earlier this afternoon, I took what was on uh, Vegas Insider. And as always, through the years, we look at Vegas Insider, and the second column usually has the uh, most correct spread at the time. It's kind of a... It's the spread that shows up the most in all the books, so it's pretty accurate, uh, and that does change when the book changes. So that was the spread this afternoon. And who else did I have? Yes, covering by a... Actually, I got a full point because I had Texas A&M minus 33. I know it was 33 and a half earlier in the week, but uh, 41 to 7. Uh, seems like that was an easy win for them. I didn't watch much of it, and it looks like Texas State did score in the fourth quarter. So seems like they had the cover in hand. Uh, but like I said, I didn't get to watch. So hopefully... There won't be this many Thursday games, right? And so I'll get back on my Saturday uh, 17 screen watching, and so I'll have a lot more data to help you guys pick some winners. But like I said, the call stands is 2-0 already. Uh, I know a lot of people had BYU, although it was not a public dog. So Utah looks like it'll come out with the cover. I don't see – I know BYU had that one last drive currently to get to 12, and they messed up the two-point conversion, but – what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, so here we are. We're 15 minutes into the new season. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned before. My goal is to probably keep these shows on the shorter side, maybe uh, 30 minutes. I'm not even sure if I can talk for 40 minutes. I think I've done it before, but on average, I think I'm going to break down about uh, nine games for you guys. So I already got two in the books. Apologize I couldn't break those down, but I got seven more for you. Um, and then I don't know if anything pops in my head, we can talk about it. I got, uh, probably talking too fast, but that's okay. You know, for the first show it is late. I gotta get to bed too. So, um, anyway, I wanted to get this show out there and hopefully it can be rolling in. And with the short shows, maybe I get two out. I don't know. Do I get, uh, do I get a Sunday night, uh, reactionary show? Eh, probably not, but maybe Monday morning drive. So, you know, um, now I'm just babbling because I'm just fiddling for time. But hey, here we go. Uh, so I am not going to take any of the Friday games. I, I will tell you, I was leaning Nevada, but uh, oh, that's what I wanted to bring back up on week one. So on this show, uh, we do like to go against the public. And the one thing I love to go against is, 
is public dogs. So the two public dogs on Thursday night, UCLA and FIU, were both uh, public dogs. FIU was a huge public dog. UCLA was a 51%. But still, had the majority of the bets. They both did not cover. So we love uh, betting against public dogs. So keep that in mind. I'm going to do a lot of trend betting this year. But I also have reasons to not trend bet. And I'll tell you that in a minute in a game coming up as to why. Because, like a coin flip, every game is its own entity. So the fact that a team is 10-0 doesn't mean they cannot be 10-1 after the game that's played this Saturday. So you guys still with me? Driving to work? You bored? Have you fallen asleep? Have you changed the channel? Hopefully not. So, anyway, uh, my lean. I'll, I'll give you some leans, though. I was going to, like I said, I was going to take Nevada. They are getting 51% of the vote. That makes them a public dog. So I'm going to stay away. I'm not sure Purdue can travel out there and cover the 11, but a lot of people are putting money on that, strangely enough. It's almost a reverse line movement, right? Because you have uh, 51% of the bets are in Nevada, but the spread keeps moving in Nevada's favor. So that means heavy money's coming in on Purdue. Uh, I do like the under, so I won't I won't pick a side. I do like the under. I'm going to lean the under. Uh, what was it currently? 58? Can't see in my old age, but hey. Uh, but I'm not going to make that official. Just curious and lean. And actually, uh, shoot, let me count. Uh, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm going to give you eight games, guys. I'm going to take a Friday game. Uh, I think the Oklahoma State-Oregon State total is at 72. Uh, Oregon State does return some starters, seven on offense, nine on defense, and they do get their quarterback back. But come on, it's Oregon State. And it's Corvallis, right? We all know that strange things happen there. I'm not sold on Oklahoma State this year until I see them play. They are a 14-point favorite. I will not be surprised if Oregon State um, covers that. People are going to be on the over because of the Oklahoma State history. 27% of the bets are on the under, and that's who I'm going to agree with. So, yeah, let's lock that in. I'm going to take the Oklahoma State under 72 just because I think there's going to be mistakes made, and I do not think this is a shootout in the crazy arena of Corvallis. And most of the public likes the over, so we're going to do that. So that's my first official pick, and I just, uh, you know, went against myself, said I wouldn't pick anything on Friday, but there you go. Just picked one on Friday. I really want to pick the Colorado-Colorado State game, but I got no clue in there. I think Colorado has a new head coach, so we'll uh, keep that in mind. Uh, so moving on to Saturday. Now here's oh here's why I took Oklahoma State, because I had to take this one out. So I will only give you seven games. I had the Ohio State overmarked. I think it's going to be like the uh, Clemson game, and they're going to get in the 50s, but... 96% of the people are on the over 64 and a half. And I know Ohio State opened last year scoring 77. It's so tough. And with that many, look, Vegas wasn't built uh, with the public winning. So I'm very uh, scared on that. I think if I had, I'm going to heavy lean on the over, but. Uh, with that much money and bets going on the over, I'm going to shy away. Uh, don't don't be surprised, though. I think Ryan Day wants to make a statement. Uh, Justin Fields wants to make a statement. So, sure. Um, it's probably the bet, but I will not make it official. I have substituted that one with the Oklahoma State under. 
Um, I'll probably kick myself for shying away on that one. Um, another lean, I'm not going to make it official just because I don't know. A lot of people are super high on Toledo. Uh, we got Toledo at Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky is currently favored by 11.5, opened at 13.5. ton of money came in on Toledo. But the over-under is uh, 61 currently. Uh, looks like it opened at 62. Kentucky is not a huge uh, scoring powerhouse. They're more of a defensive team, and I just don't see how Toledo moves the ball against that defense. I think he has replaced some of the NFL stars that have moved on. Uh, I mean, we know Stoops is the uh, defensive guy, so I want to make it official. It is an early game, isn't it? Um you know what? First podcast, why not? We're going to make that official. I don't... 61, I don't... Toledo's not going to score 21 points, let alone 30, right, to get that 61. So let's go uh, Kentucky under 61. I'll probably bring my total back to an even number, but oh well, we'll survive. I got a little too caught up on the even odd number, so... Because I didn't want the push, right? Either going to fade me or you're going to pick with me, so... Let's keep it moving. Uh, another weird one. Ole Miss at Memphis. Um, so you have an SEC team as a dog on the road against Memphis, and the line is five. And I think the line is just trapping you Memphis guys. I think I think the line says, oh, it's not a full touchdown bet Memphis. And only 46% of the public is on Ole Miss. So that is why I am going to lay my money. I'm going to grab the points. I'm going to take Ole Miss plus the five. I just think this might be this might even be a money line play. I don't really do money line plays, but uh, that would be an interesting one to do. I like that I go against the public on that one, so I will take the dog, uh, Mississippi plus five. Moving on, I was I wanted to take Bama, but at 35 points, that's ah, a lot. It's probably the right play, but I'm not going to do it this time. So. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Northwestern traveling out to Stanford. Uh, Northwestern is getting uh, six and a half points. Stanford is the home favorite. I don't think Stanford has enough firepower to cover the touchdown, but here's the thing. Even though Northwestern's seven, one and one against the spread as an underdog and, uh, I like that, but they could be 7-2-1 after this. Why? Because 71% of the public is on Northwestern. That is a humongous public dog. Um, so I have to shy away. My original thought was Stanford, then I flip-flopped to Northwestern. So I kind of like that 71% uh, of the public was on Northwestern because I'm going to stick with uh, Stanford. But my official pick is uh, on the under. Now, 62% of the public is on the under. But I have to agree with him on this one. I think there's going to be a lot of defense. I think there's going to be a lot of be a, there's going to be a lot of running. I think Shaw is just going to be a run fanatic this year. And uh, I don't I just don't see the passing attack from Stanford that we've seen in the prior years with the tight ends. And we know Northwestern doesn't have one. So low number, uh, late game. But I don't think this game's going to be much fun to watch. Uh, plenty of other games on at that time to watch. So just uh, lay your money on the under 47 and a half and go watch a more exciting game. And 
I think you'll be cashing a ticket. You know what I mean? It'll be like 20 to 13 or something, 25, 18, something stupid like that. Next up, uh, I like how the ACC is actually playing the, each other uh, right out of the gate. I believe that reason is because they're trying to start their own ACC network, which I'm not sure I have or not, but if you do, let me know. Um, so I do like that because you had Clemson at G-Tech. And my next pick, uh, Boston College at home getting points against visiting VTech. Uh, talk about... Talk about an under, I should take it, 58, um, definitely. But I am instead going to take the points. I'm going to take BC at home, uh, home dog on opening weekend. Um, that's got to fire you up. See, I can't even speak. That's got to fire you up, right? Uh, only 39% of the people back in Boston College, so I am very happy to do that. So give me the give me the four and a half, and let's uh, see BC probably win outright on that game. Uh, what's next? What's next? A lot of people balking off this one, but this is my, uh, I'm not going this weekend, but I go to LSU every year now. I've uh, been there for a couple of years, fun place to be. Uh, LSU at home, 27.5 point favorite over visiting Georgia Southern. Uh, LSU is the only team returning eight starters on each side of the ball. But I think... Uh, I think G Southern's going the wrong way. Uh, plus fifty-seven percent of the people are on G Southern, so that makes me like my LSU pick even more. I'm stalling because I need—I know there's a look-ahead game. Uh, they are playing Texas next week. <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, I think LSU makes a statement. They're at home; they have to go on the road next week against Texas. So why not? Uh, I think they can. Uh, they're not going to run up the score, but they will cover it just by pure athleticism. I think they're just that much better. They may even pull the starters, but uh, like Clemson, like Texas A&M, I think they're going to cover this twenty-eight. It's twenty-seven and a half technically. I believe they win by 28 plus, plus, um, like I said, the public is on G Southern, which makes it a public dog, which makes it way easier to pick LSU. So what is that? My, okay, I lost count. I will count them up at the end for you guys. I promise. Uh, I'll just count them up right now. Why not? One, two, three, four, five. I was going to pick number six. So we'll probably wind up with 10 picks total. I got two more picks. I'll give you eight tonight, plus my two that I started off the year with. So that's cool. Uh, so let's see. The game to watch this weekend is uh, Oregon-Auburn, right? So that should be fun. Auburn's a three-and-a-half-point favorite at a neutral site playing in Texas. I believe they're playing in Jerry World. Nah, are they playing in Jerry World? I'm not sure. But... Um, yeah, I'm not going to bet it. There's no value either way. I just hope uh, there's high hopes for uh, Herbert or Bear, however you pronounce it, and uh, or those Oregon Ducks. So hopefully they can come away with the win. And I would, I think if they do, that'll save a lot of face in the Pac-12 world. I'm not sure who Washington's playing, but they should uh, win that game as well. I think it's a D2 school, but. You guys will be yelling at the radio or whatever if if I'm wrong on that one. I I did not look Washington up. So, anyway, uh, I won't bet that, but that'll be the fun game. That's the uh, ABC game. So, hopefully I can get back from any sporting event that I'm at to watch that game and take some notes, have some fun with you guys next week. So, watch that game, have some fun. But my next official pick is uh, 
Texas. A lot of people will be thinking that uh, Texas is looking ahead to La Tech. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> looking ahead to LSU. And so they won't take La Tech seriously. And I think they're wrong. Uh, again, uh, we've got a public dog in La Tech, so I'm very happy to lay the 20 and a half. I think Texas is that much better. Um, not a lot of travel for law tech to go over there in Texas, but, um, again, there's a pure like trend plays and things like that. Cause you know, who knows, uh, Texas come out and stink it up and lose cause they're in the top 10. I guess they're not very good when they're ranked in the top 10 early in the season, but, uh, you never know. So, but because I get to go against the public, I will be taking Texas laying the big number 20 and a half. Usually good schools come out. Win by a lot of points, so I'm confident in that one. Last but certainly not least, and hopefully you East Coasters will stay awake, uh, 10.30 kickoff, East Coast time, Fresno State visiting USC. USC is a 13.5 point favorite. USC has no business being 13.5 favorite. 13.5 point favorites over anybody. Uh... Sophomore quarterback, can't remember his name, but it's got that goofy mustache. And um, is it, what is it? Isn't it Daniels? JT Daniels? Um, I could be wrong, but I'll look that up and uh, I will be better prepared next week. But uh, yes, this is more of a play against Clay Helton. I think he's a, a terrible coach and he's like basically, I think he hired like every new coach possible. I uh, couldn't even keep his offensive coordinator for more than two weeks who went to the NFL. So uh, basically I, I break it down like this. You got the blue collar farm school of Fresno state going up against the uh, privileged uh, private school of Southern Cal. I think Fresno state's going to be fired up. I think Tedford is doing a great job out there. They had a magnificent season last year. I think they keep it rolling. And uh, again, I get to go against the public only 34% of my listeners are backing Fresno State, so I will automatically take Fresno State. Give me the plus 13 and a half, and let's take it to the bank. So, yeah, um, thanks for hanging with me. I hope you enjoyed the first show of the Call Stand Season 4. This was pretty fun, and um, I didn't think I'd have enough material, but here we are at the 30-minute mark, and I think I'll let you guys go. And rest your ears. Uh, recapping, I'm going to take Oak State under 72. Uh, I'll take Kentucky under 61. I'll take Ole Miss plus 5. I will take the Stanford under 47.5. I will take Boston College plus 4.5. LSU minus 27.5. Texas minus 20.5. And we'll round out the night. With the let's win all my money back game, I will take Fresno State minus 13 and a half. Again, uh, I'm sorry Marco's not here. Uh, like I said, he's taking a small hiatus, but hopefully he will uh, hear this podcast, maybe get fired up. I want to have a conversation about some things, getting in an argument or two, or maybe he'll just send in his picks. I don't know. But we miss him. We wish him good luck. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you tune in next week. Hopefully we'll have some headlines to uh, spout out some opinions so I can make you guys happy or mad. But as long as you're listening, that's all I care about. As always, pass player fade. Until next time. <laughs>